Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis, Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I am so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. Today, I would like to discuss the stages of UC for our listeners for you guys, and what I've learned about UC from each stage. Keep in mind, these are J. India's three stages of UC, and I model them after the colors of a traffic light, red, yellow, and green. If you research the actual stages on the internet, you will get something different, such as UC has four to five stages of disease. Instead, these are my insights and feelings about each stage. So I want to give the listeners who are new to UC hope and understanding, especially for those of you who are in a severe flare right now. So here we go. Stage number one, the red alert stage. Right now you are in a severe flare. You're afraid to eat. You're afraid to even drink water because even a sip of water causes a major reaction. You're having an insane amount of colon spasms a day with mucusy poos, tons of blood out your butt, I've been there guys, and spasm pain that's worse than childbirth. You must be near a bathroom at all times or you must know where a bathroom is at all times. You've lost a scary amount of weight you are homebound and possibly bedridden, you are barely making it through the day. At this point, you should be receiving medical attention in some form. Even if you're who I used to be, the holistic person that hates every pharmaceutical type, you know, that type of person, know that Western medicine was created for a reason. And in life or death situations, a lot of the time, these emergency medicines actually work. And I'll give you an example. So when I was having colon spasms, I looked up the natural remedy for colon spasms, and I believe it was peppermint oil. So of course I bought peppermint oil, and I think I put a little bit in a glass and drank it, and then I put it on my colon area. And I have to say, it did work a little bit. It lessened the spasms, it lessened the pain, But I was so far gone at that point that peppermint oil wasn't cutting it. Like I needed real pharmaceutical Western medicine. So I went on dicycline, which is an anti-spasm medication. I went on that for 10 days. And that was the reason I was able to get my spasms down because I was having, at one point, I think I was having 50, that's five zero colon spasms a day. And I remember it kept decreasing. And then two days later, it was down to 20. And then it was down to 10. And when you have hope like that, sometimes you need it from a pharmaceutical. There is absolutely no shame in taking pharmaceuticals. You are not weak. This is a big one, is I think a lot of us who are holistic, and we love to do everything naturally, when we move to a pharmaceutical because we absolutely need it. And by the way, guys, I just want to say this too. If you're like me and you're a natural person and you're taking the pharmaceutical, it's because you absolutely need it. And there was nothing you could have done, like nothing left. You have exhausted every single avenue. 
or you've had to get the J pouch surgery or whatever it is, you have exhausted everything. And this is what you're supposed to be doing at the time. You are not weak. You have done nothing wrong. You just need to help your body heal. In the red alert stage, what happens is the UC is so ingrained in the body that you need help with the healing process. Knowing that the healing process isn't easy, as we all know, right? And as we discussed in last week's episode on German New Medicine, it can be a tough road. And if you need help, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. You're not weak. Just get the help. In this stage, I wish someone had told me it's not the fucking water. You know, I'm sitting there freaking out because I have a sip of water and I'm having a colon spasm. And I'm like, oh my God, now something's wrong with our water which has been tested and is perfectly fine. And we even have one of those restaurant grade bacteria killing lights. (laughs) We even have that. And I'm saying to myself at that point, oh, something's now wrong with the water. Your body isn't suddenly allergic to perfectly good water. You don't have to have your partner climb the nearest mountain (laughs) and bring down water from the gods. If you're new to UC and you're in this stage right now, let me break down what is actually happening that I hate to say it, but no gastroenterologist will tell you because they don't even know themselves. Almost 100% of the time, you are releasing some type of major trauma from your body. As we discussed with German New Medicine, the trauma is expelling itself from your body and often very quickly. And I really think that the body can't keep up because that's what happened to me. When I started to have memories of my childhood sexual abuse and they came rushing back, all of a sudden I had this major flare and it happened very fast because I truly believe that trauma was leaving my body and it was doing it in obviously a scary way with the colon spasms, with the rectal bleeding, all of that, but that's what the body needed to do. Your colon, intestines, gut, and many other parts of your body are so inflamed at this point, they are having a tough time to return to normal. In this stage, your number one goal is to reduce inflammation. That's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to show up at that cocktail party. You don't have to be in that person's wedding. You don't have to do any of that. All of that falls by the wayside. You can't do anything unless you are healthy. So your number one goal right now to my listeners who are in a severe flare is to reduce the inflammation. That's it. You can do it. That's what I want you to concentrate on. So how do you do it? This is where you have to start viewing UC from a mind, body, soul perspective. And I am telling you this from everything I have researched, from all of these amazing listeners who've reached out and given me the best advice possible, from the listeners who have been enduring this for some of them, how long is my longest one? Was it 50 years? At least 40 years. I've had UC and been diagnosed with UC for 40, 50 years they've given me some solid advice. And what I've gathered from that is you see to heal it, you have to heal it from a mind, body, soul perspective, and you cannot discount any of these. So you can't say, okay, I'm going to work on the mind and not the body and the soul, or I'm just going to work on the body and not the mind and the soul. Uh Uh-uh. These shortcuts, they're not working for you. You have to do mind, body, soul. Trust me on this. 
with the mind, you have to recognize and address the trauma or traumas that could be leaving your body and talk with a mental health professional. If you don't have a referral, I can give you two referrals and both professionals work virtually. So if you live in the United States, if you live all the way across the world in Timbuktu or Australia, these people can still work with you. So one is a therapist named Allison Chowla, who was on episode 13 of this podcast. So check out that app, see if she's right for you. And the other is my trauma energy healer, who I'm hoping, fingers crossed, is coming on this podcast in the fall. DM me for her information. Returning to the mind, body, soul, with the body aspect, do you need medical attention now? If so, go to urgent care, head to an emergency room. It's scary. I know I had an ambulance come to my house. I've been there. But if you're in that much pain and suffering, you need help. And I will say that in the emergency room, they will do something for you, right? They will at least give you, I would imagine, some type of painkiller to help. So please do that if you are in that much of a dire state. At the very least, schedule an appointment with a gastroenterologist, but know, or I should say a good gastroenterologist, and know that they cannot help you until they do a colonoscopy. That first appointment with the gastroenterologist is going to be kind of a meet and greet, and then he's going to talk to you about your symptoms, and then if he or she or they are great, then they're going to say, I can't do anything, my hands are tied, until we have the colonoscopy. And at that point, you should schedule that colonoscopy as soon as you can do it. So for me, when I first went to that gastroenterologist and we did the whole meet and greet and I'm in pain and I look like I'm dying and it's horrible and the whole thing, I think I was able to get a colonoscopy two weeks later. So that was the best I could do. I mean, maybe you're in a country or a situation where you can get a colonoscopy in three days or something like that and you can do the prep. So many of our listeners do not believe in colonoscopy, which I understand. There are downsides, but if things are that serious, you may need it so you can be properly diagnosed. I am happy that I did a colonoscopy because then I was properly diagnosed. I was happy again that I did a second colonoscopy 13 months later. So I knew that I had healed my colon up to 90%. Listen, I'm, I'm all about the Ayurvedic pulse readings and the Chinese medicine pulse readings and the examining your tongue and all of that. I'm, I am all into that. But nothing can 100% tell you what's going on in your colon except for a colonoscopy. Are you dealing with Crohn's? Are you dealing with UC? Are you dealing with diverticulitis? Are you dealing with SIBO? Are you dealing with something completely different? That's why I think the colonoscopy to at least be diagnosed is so invaluable. Also with body, because you're hardly eating, you aren't nourishing your body or perhaps you're nourishing it with the wrong foods. During my life-threatening flare, I was drinking these huge, big gulp green smoothies full of raw vegetables, which is the worst food for a flare, I didn't know. I didn't have the education. Our intestines, gut, and colon cannot handle breaking down the fiber in this red alert stage because the body is so inflamed. Instead, you need to focus on high quality bone broth, soups and stews where the vegetables are completely cooked and they're mushy so you can easily digest them. 
search online for the GAPS introduction diet to help you. Drink warm water as much as you can. Don't drink the cold water. Don't drink the water with ice cubes. When someone I know who I believe partially died because of IBD, this person would not change their diet. This individual would always drink ice cold water. It was always tons of ice cold water. And I think it really destroyed them. I think it really destroyed their colon and their intestines. So try to stick to that warm water. Stick to the basics of simple, healthy foods for a flare. Besides the GAPS diet, look to Crohn's Colitis Lifestyle for their free guide on what to eat in a flare. Go to listentoyourgut.com and search under the protocols for ulcerative colitis. And then you can also buy my book where I list all these resources and I will put the link in the show notes and it's always there. Once you have the correct knowledge of what foods are good in a UC flare from the resources I just listed, your colon will start to heal. This is a fact. And I'm not talking about you going on and I've done it, you guys, I've done it. You know, listen to my first episode. This is why I created this podcast. (laughs) I'm not talking about the late night panicked online research. It's so fear driven of random forums or big pharma blogs or just Googling what to eat in a flare because a lot of what comes up is absolute bullshit. (laughs) And I mean, I've, I've seen, I've seen crazy stuff of what people say to eat in a flare online that couldn't be further from the truth. And also, by the way, we're all individuals. So you're going to find out what works for you and what doesn't. If you receive the correct knowledge, you will reduce the inflammation. Remember, the only goal you have in the red alert stage is to reduce inflammation. So with the last part, soul, how can you get yourself out of this sick energy? You are in a vicious cycle and you need to get out. Think about meditation. If only for five minutes, I have two meditations you can purchase in my shop where Again, you can find it in the show notes. Try breath work. Try an online session with an energy healer. I know many excellent ones. If you need a reference and they do it online, uh, let me know. If And this is if you're metaphysical. If you're not into that, you're not into that. So you can do what I did. You can ask for help from your spirit guides. And I had said in one episode, I had detailed my story about when I asked for help from my spirit guides, a new spirit guide came forward and then a new spirit guide after that. And that's really what brought me out of that cycle, that sick cycle. Whatever it takes, get yourself out of this unhealthy energy. Remember in this severe red alert stage, It's a mind-body-soul protocol for healing. If you cannot attempt any of the resources I just listed because you are at a life or death point, you should be in the hospital. So I also want to add something about body that I just thought of for the red alert stage. When I was bed-bound and I could not get out of bed, I started by just moving my hands. I started by moving my legs. I started by getting up, you know, I was going to the bathroom. So obviously I was getting up for that. And I started to do laps around the house. And that's what really helped because you have to get your body moving if you can handle it. 
And you have to push yourself a little bit if you can handle it. If that means a lap around your house, if that means you can go to the farthest part of your house and back, if you're living in an apartment, if that means three laps around your apartment, then bravo. But you have to get your body moving to get out of the red alert stage. Also know that you are just in this stage for now. It's not forever. It's only in the present moment. I was there in September 2021, and now I'm exercising. I'm eating raw apples and salads. I'm producing and hosting three podcasts. I'm writing two books. I'm attending conferences and workshops and more. Know that there is hope. The body wants to heal, and you can do this. The second stage is the yellowish stage. This is where you are healing. Your symptoms are becoming less and less. Your body is becoming less inflamed. This stage can take months to years. You may have had to do a course of steroids like prednisone or the biologics or immunosuppressants like Remicade, Antivia, or Renvoke. You are feeling the side effects and after effects of these drugs. That's normal. I lost 50% of my hair after a 30-day prednisone taper. And because of all the nutrients my body lost during the flare, my hair has grown back healthier, fuller, and more beautiful than ever. Again, this is just the moment you are in. In the yellowish stage, you may want the healing to go much faster, as we all do. Remember, healing from a severe UC flare can take years to fully recover. Today I feel great, but it took me a year and a half with many flares in between to feel this way. In this stage, it's fucking miserable to give up all of those yummy foods (laughs) laced with toxins and chemicals, but there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts to this, guys. Trust me, I have tried many times, and as the listeners know, What happens is I give myself a mini flare or I get myself into trouble or I have a bad migraine. So you cannot do shortcuts food-wise. In this stage, you are transitioning to a limited diet, which will get more expansive as you heal. But yeah, you most likely have to say a permanent goodbye to certain things like alcohol, carbonated drinks, including carbonated water refined sugar, and some of us gluten, dairy, and corn. Though I'm feeling great right now, I stay the fuck away from gluten, grains, and corn at this point, and I can eat small amounts of dairy. The yellowish stage is I'm figuring this shit out stage. Only you know what's best for your body. This is the stage where you are really figuring out your diet, releasing trauma with a mental health professional, and under the guidance of a medical professional, whether that's a gastroenterologist or a natural doctor or both. All of this never ends. All of this healing never ends. The healthy diet never ends. At this point, you must accept that you have UC and it's a lifelong disease. And this was the toughest part for me the acceptance of a chronic illness. That was so hard for me to look at myself in the mirror and say, this is it. I have this for life. I'm dealing with this for life. And no, I can't go back and skip on, you know, the day before St. Patrick's Day when I'm in the city, 
have chocolate cake at a bar that's laden with gluten, laden with refined sugar. I can't do it. I did it and it ended up in catastrophe, you know, (laughs) yet another mini flare. So that I think is the toughest. And I think this is a stage where you also have to unfortunately get willpower because if you have a partner like mine who eats whatever he wants in front of me all the time and I let him do it, I mean, he shouldn't feel guilty about it. I'm not saying that in a negative way. And he's told me that he feels terrible about it. But what are we going to do? He just has to hide food and eat in the car and do all that. No, that's not fair. So I had to learn to have willpower for that. So when he brings fries into this house, which he doesn't really do, he's a good person. He doesn't really do that. Then I have to resist. He really knows not to bring pizza into this house because pizza is my weakness. I live in New York. We have the best pizza in the world here. I don't care what anyone says. We just do. It's because of the water. And if he brings a large pizza into this house, I'm way too tempted. So this is the stage where we get willpower, right? So everything is so overwhelming in this stage. How do you cut the line and make it easier? This one's obvious. Listen to this podcast. As I said, buy my book because everything is in one place. DM or email me with questions. I'm not a mental health professional. I am not a doctor. But if you have questions of, hey, this and this, then I'm happy to answer. Understand that this is a community and we are all healing together. We're supporting each other and we are supporting you. Every time you tune in to this podcast or listen to my meditations or read my book or whatever, you're picking up that energy of healing. So there you go. You're not alone. All right. The last stage, the green heart stage in my household, (laughs) great fucking poo is called a green heart. That's why my starseed bean is holding a glowing green heart on the cover of this podcast. So if you're like, why is this podcast kind of weird, this cover? It's because it's my little bean holding a glowing green heart. And I remember when I had the cover done, this is kind of a interesting little story. I wanted the bean there. I wanted it to be a non-binary bean. And I wanted to be a little bit of metaphysical. And for some reason, a green heart just popped into my head for no reason at all. And I said, to the cover artist, I said, can you have this bean holding a glowing green heart over their intestine colon area? And that's how that came to be. And then I started to say the green heart thing. I didn't even know that I was going to do that whole outro at the end about the green heart and the poo and all that. And it was just divine intervention. So there you go. I can honestly say that I have not been fully in this green heart stage since 2016. It is 2023, guys. (laughs) I remember when I flew to Australia for the first time in 2016, I felt great. My stomach was flat, no bloating, my poos were perfect. And then everything took a nosedive that blew up in 2021 with my life-threatening flare. I can now look back and say that I definitely had UC issues as a teenager. They weren't noticeable to me then, and I didn't know what they were then. And absolutely in my 20s, I had issues, 100%. I 
wonder sometimes when the UC truly invaded my body. I think I was born with it. Hello, genetics. But being sexually abused as a small child worsened the problem beyond my wildest dreams. I would go in and out of the green heart stage throughout my 45 years on this earth. And I recognize that. There's been some weeks that I was really good in the past, like that time in 2016. And then even when I got to Australia, things took a real nosedive there because I had a lot of stress and I was eating a diet that I normally don't eat because I was eating my boyfriend's diet. So in this green heart stage, some days I feel amazing. I can run, I can exercise my ass off. I have tons of boundless energy. I sleep like a baby. It's awesome. Other days I feel pretty darn good, but I still have edema or swelling in my legs from sitting so long. Today is a good example. I had to do clubhouse today and then I, what did I do? I was writing outlines, clubhouse, and then now I'm recording this episode and I'm telling you when I get up, I'm going to have edema. That's just the way it's going lately. It's the edema had almost gone away and then it came back. This one kills me. I still have acid reflux I deal with on a daily basis. That kills me because for podcasting, when I listen back, I can hear right now the raspiness in my voice. I can hear when I falter and it drives me nuts. There are some podcast episodes, not only for this podcast, but for other podcasts that I can't listen to because my voice sounded so bad and I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> but that was a snapshot. That was a timepiece of my life. So that's the way it goes. I'm back to taking digestive enzymes because acid reflux is so bad. I had taken these herbs that I should have researched ahead of time and they were recommended to me, said they work so great for acid reflux. I should have done my research. They were Chinese herbs and I had a horrible, horrendous reaction to them. This probably happened a couple of weeks ago. I was in bed with a migraine pretty much for two and a half days, lost two and a half days. It was pretty bad. And then I bounced right back because I think because I've been doing ozone therapy and that's really helping me. But these herbs, in my humble opinion, I'm not sure because I haven't been tested yet, but I'm pretty sure that they had mold in them. They were from moldy flowers and that's why. So... Yeah, even though I'm in my green heart stage, it doesn't come without problems and issues. And if you look at people who are quote unquote healthy, most of American society, I can't speak for any other society, but most of American society are not healthy. Like you take the healthiest person in American society. Yes, okay, if you take like a Ben Greenfield type person who's living their optimal life and runs marathons and triathlons and the whole thing, okay, fine. But most people either have some type of joint pain or they don't digest their food well or they get migraines or they get really bad seasonal allergies. So if you look at it that way, all humans are not, perfect. So to strive for perfection in that way, you can't. I live in a country where we have toxins. I live in a country where we drive cars that are fueled by oil. 
you know, and there's the fume. So that's just how it is. So to think that I'm going to feel perfect all the time, I don't think it's possible. Do I think it was possible back in 1864? Yeah, I think it was. But now we just have too many toxins invading. So never get down if you're in this green heart stage and you kind of go in and out of it or you have a few problems and then you bounce back. I think that's normal. I think that's even normal for quote unquote healthy people. Okay, I digress. Now I've lost my place. (laughs) So again, there's some days where I can just jump on my trampoline, my rebounder. I feel great. I'm lifting weights. I'm doing all of it. And there's other days where I feel pretty darn good as I was talking about. And then there's days where I've taken the wrong herbs and I'm down for for the count. The green heart stage is not the perfect stage. I want everyone to realize that. Though my poos lately, they've been some serious green hearts. Knock on wood. I'm going to knock on one right now you may dip into the yellowish stage from time to time. And that's okay. Why? Because this stage is where fear does not guide you anymore. And this is the most important part, I truly believe. You know that your body is ridding itself of conflict shocks and trauma, and that when something goes wrong, you can pinpoint it to the best of your ability. Perhaps you've moved environments, you've left behind a moldy house, or now you're in a moldy house and you're having biotoxin or SIR symptoms, which many times are UC symptoms. You figured out your diet to the best of your ability, but you still slip and you have that cookie and you have that ice cream or you have that chocolate cake before St. Patrick's Day. Shit happens. Shit happens. In this stage, you conclude a flare or symptoms doesn't always mean you ate something wrong. In fact, most of the time, it means you have a conflict shock or a stressor in your life that you are not addressing. You must address it. In this stage, you see your gastroenterologist for an occasional checkup. Maybe that's every six months or once a year, but you're definitely getting help from a natural doctor, an Ayurvedic practitioner, or someone else, great. Currently, I am under the care of my natural doctor, Jessica Johnson, from episode 45. I do ozone therapy at her office, which has been a godsend, and I will discuss my results in a later episode. At the end of June 2023, I will be seeing my GI for my belated six-month checkup. (laughs) Keeps getting rescheduled. I rescheduled it, then he rescheduled it. So it's like, it's the six-month checkup that has now turned into the eight-month checkup. I have a physician and I do a yearly physical. My physician was crucial in helping me get into my GI's office stat when I was in a life-threatening flare. I do bioenergetic testing with Jessica to find out what the blood work doesn't pick up. I do a yearly gynecological exam, pap smear, and an ultrasound in my breasts because my breast tissue is too dense for a mammogram. I see an acupuncturist every six weeks and a chiropractor monthly. I enlist the trauma energy healer when I'm facing a mental challenge. I do energy healing, self-reiki meditation, and other metaphysical and Ayurvedic practices. So what I'm saying is the healing and self-care for UC never stops. We don't have that luxury. In this stage, you know that your healing practices, mind, body, and soul are now your new lifestyle. 
this is it. This is the new you. And man, do you look good and feel good. This is the best you've ever felt. My parting thoughts are this. If you're in the red alert stage, there is hope and I am proof. And so are many of the listeners. If you're in the yellowish stage, you are experiencing hope and seeing the light. Follow that light by researching and figuring things out. If you're in the green heart stage, congrats. You have succeeded and are thriving. You are in this stage to help others because your UC journey isn't for nothing. You are a light worker most likely and you are here to give hope and love because you embody both. In my household, when we have a perfect shit, you know, when it slides out of your body, it's a perfect color, no blood, solidly formed, and you're so proud of yourself that you turn around the toilet and you go, wow, we call that a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day. <laughs>